Hey, I'm back. That's right. It's Jeff, Jeff Julian, your host of Speaking in Songs, this very, very, very sporadic podcast about music and art and songs and songwriting and what it means to you and what it means to me and what it means to others. And so I'm so glad you're listening. I'm sorry that I haven't been around in a while. I'm a busy I forgot. I never promised that I would do it uh, once a week. And if I did, I was lying. And I'm sorry about that. But here I am. This episode is here for you. And this is a good one. And I'm so excited because I got to talk to my good friends in Terminus Victor, Don King, and Scott King. And they got two thirds of one hell of a rock and roll band from Champagne Band. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to them, and I'm super excited, is because we're getting ready as I record this. My band, Vaude Villains, is getting ready to go play four shows with Terminus Victor in Bloomington, Illinois, Joliet, and Urbana, and in St. Louis. And our friends Cicer from St. Louis, great people, great human beings, are going to be joining us for three of those dates. So it's fun to get back out there and actually play some shows and to do it with really awesome musicians and great bands and so i i just can't wait and so i wanted to get scott and don together and talk to them about this thing this terminus victor thing that's been happening for more than 20 years and tvic if you know about them they're legends in the champagne urbana music scene and they're just awesome dudes i'm going to read from their bio real quick terminus victor music is both insidious and immediate more generally described as a blend of rock alternative rock and post-punk with a dash of shoegaze joy division my bloody valentine slint hum and more are all influential ingredients in the wall of sound recipe cooked up by scott kimball don king and terry waithing this band's tastes become known through their music and lyrics that communicate powerful yet vulnerable expressions of raw emotion, insecurities, and empathy with the pain and beauty of life as common I could not have said it better myself, so I did. Make sure you take a listen. Check out our upcoming shows. Check out their sites, TerminusVictor.com, TerminusVictor.Bandcamp.com, and on the socials at Facebook and Instagram. And stick around after the interview to hear T-Vix, The Hands of Gridlock, from the album Prevention versus Intervention. And now, here is my awesome conversation with Scott and Don from Terminus Victor. Do you want a different chair? I can get you right there. Sure, it's my dog. Actually, that might be great. He didn't set you up with a throne, a proper throne, Scott? I'm sitting on a drum throne right now. Oh, okay. So it is technically a throne. It is technically a throne, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I just assumed you guys were in like plush armchairs in, in some sort of uh, smoking jackets and, you know, typical Sunday for, for Terminus Victor. You walk in and our, our backs are to the door. You right. We see the chair and then we spin around very yeah. slowly. There's a real hunting lodge vibe to the to the room. Enter. Yeah. <laughs> I... I will see you now. Yeah. Yeah, I see this chair up. I'm sitting in right now. It's like this really like vinyl. It's all white. Nice. Pretty comfortable, actually. Wow, this is nice. It looks hideous, but it's it's, it's comfortable. 
<laughs> you know, it's really all about comfort. Looks yeah, are, you know, at this age, right? I mean, yeah. comfort over looks for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, when that's all you have, you know, <laughs> that's about it. That's it at this point, man. I just want to stay comfortable. So, Speaking of comfort, are you guys ready for at least Thursday? It looks like it's going to be uh, uh, spicy, spicy hot. Uh, so uh, re- ready for some, I, I don't know if your van or your vehicle has, has air conditioning, but I, I, I think we, we could be in for a, a couple of sweaty, sweaty days out on the road. Yeah, I was uh, noticing that. Um, ah, you know, it's the way it is. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man. We did a, we did a run of shows in 2012 where this van had no air conditioning and it was like triple digit days and you know I thought it would be better to be in the front seat because we'd actually have access to a real window but the front seat is worse because you're getting the engine block heat all on your feet the whole time so but it was right. a and if you were driving it, into the sun you got the windshield the heat coming that's right. yeah. We called it the hot balls tour because it was, <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a real problem. Oh so, yeah. That, that sounds kind of funky. It, it yeah. Right. It, it, it I, I mean, I'll leave it there. I, I think yeah. the, the words in and of itself are, are, are clear, you know? Yeah. So. We, we both have imaginations. So. Yes, exactly. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it too. I've seen Sister before. I saw them at the Brass Rail. It's probably with you guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, uh, I listened to their new EP. Or, it's great. Yeah. yeah, those first two songs are killer, man. Yeah, they're really good writers and all pro players, and uh, just they, you know, it, it's really cool when you when you can hear that someone who knows their sound, right? And so yeah. they're they're dialed in, and then everything that they do serves that, that purpose. Right. And so you get this really crisp and, and clear take on what they're trying to do. I don't know if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I mean, I think that's something that, um, I don't, I don't know how to say this. I think that's what a lot of, it's not, a, a lot of bands miss sometimes is, is like trying to, uh, trying to figure out as, players in a group like what who you know what is your like ident- you know what is your identity right what, is, what who are you as a, as a band and what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses and how do we cater our strengths to let our weaknesses kind of follow in, in in that direction you know to make you know it's just it's knowing who you are aesthetically um that's that that's a huge that is a huge hurdle to jump over you know because once you once you finally figure out who you are as a band, then, then it's just, you know, then it's just laborious. Then it's just writing the material to that vision that you have musically. You know? uh, you're, I mean, you're so right. And I think everybody struggles with that at the get go. Right. Especially when you first start playing in your, you know, you're like, I like this and I like that. And you're pulling in all these different influences, but you haven't, you haven't done the distillation process yet. Exactly. Right. And yep. so then the more you're together, the more you start sort of, distilling that uh, that idea down to to its essence and then as you said it becomes laborious but only because it's become um, easy but laborious right Uh, yeah i mean maybe laborious is the wrong term i mean laborious to me means like okay well it's just now it's just all 
I mean, there, it's 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 fun, you know. It's fun to create. It's also scary as hell. Um, and uh, right. I mean, you kind of like you're really putting yourself out there, you know. What I mean? Yeah, um, and, for and sure. it's it's it can be very like, I don't know, you know, it, it's it can be very awkward, but yet very. Yeah, I don't know. It can be very powerful too. It, it can help you. I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of a tug of tug of war for me. Well, me I, personally, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was thinking about that for you guys as I was, you know, pulling notes together and stuff. You know, twenty plus years as Terminus Victor, you know, your your legends in the Champagne Urbana scene. You're well respected throughout the Midwest scene. You know, how does it feel to have two decades plus together as a unit? I'm sure there's the benefits, and then there's also the 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 challenges as well. So, how, how does it feel having that much time together as a as a duo and as a group, right? Oh, man. It only feels like five years. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel long. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. It, it, we feel lucky uh, to have this kind of relationship last this long. You know, it's just, I don't know, lucky. and But we also, it's our passion. Uh, we've connected over it a long time ago and stuck together all these years. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Scott and I are just great friends. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's cool. <laughs> and then we we're lucky to have Terry join us, you know. Yeah. Uh, for such a long time. Uh, Do you ever feel the weight of that amount of time? No, I don't think so. I think I don't. I don't at all. I, I j- it's just something I we love. I love doing, and Scott loves doing, and uh, you know. But like you say, the challenges are there, like with life, right? Balancing right. life yeah. with uh, this kind of activity, because it's hard work. Like Scott said, laborious is a word that might sound negative, but I, I yeah, I don't it, mean it in a negative, negative yeah. way at all. I know so, what you mean. Uh, it's yeah, no. it's work, right? I mean, we're it's the, just, the, yeah. You've got all, you've got everything all set up. Now you just got to put the work. You know, now you just have to do the work to get there. You know, right. and there's. You know that sounds like, hey, no problem. But no, there's a lot of there's a lot of inconveniences along the way in, yeah. in the writing yeah. process. You know, yeah. I wrote Was a song that? like one of the newest one of the newer songs we haven't really played live. I wrote it on piano. Okay. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, Don will play this part. And, and I'm such an idiot because, like, I mean, I was you know I was a theory comp major, and I should have known. You know, you know, with my, you know, my arranging classes and and. Uh, uh, that I, you know, I, I, I should have thought about the guitar part as I was writing the piano part, but man, I, you know, so now he's trying to, you know, he over, it's taken like two years or something, you know, trying right. to nail this part down and he plays yeah. it really well, but then if he doesn't play it for a while, you can kind of tell it's kind of wanky, but like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you learn the hard way on different things when you're writing like, Oh shit. Like, man, I could have gone about that a little bit easier than I did. Right. <laughs> well, and you know the the I I really do like what you said about about the the labor piece of this because I think there's a misconception that it's all fun and games right and and for sure we're gonna get the reward in a couple of days when we go play four shows in a row but mm-hmm. everything else uh, leading up to that is where the work is at right and then the older you get and the more your life. Um, evolves and, and changes, it, 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 it's all harder. You know, there's not as much time to write. There's 
there's not as much time to rehearse and you know, you just, you're, you're kind of knitting all of that together to still get to that, that point where it's like, Oh, this is really fun. We're playing the show. This is the fun part. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we feel lucky because for three guys to do it for this long and Scott and I, I mean, as a duo, we've done it for longer than that beyond Terminus Victor. Yeah. I'd say 30 yeah, more than thirty. Years Hush Tower now. joined in '93, so yeah, wow. we we formed in '93, and then we went to '99, right? And so, like, we've been playing. Shoot, it's added up. 10, That's 20, almost, it's uh, almost twenty-eight 30, years. Twenty-eight. 28 years. Work on twenty-eight years. <laughs> That's awesome. The shorthand right. between you two, you, you must be able to like you know, raise an eyebrow and know exactly what the other person's thinking. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the chemistry, uh, that's something I was going to talk about is our chemistry uh, is so developed that, you know, we do, like you said, we do run into snags, like we can't rehearse this week and then yeah. the next week and the week after that, you know, that happens. And then we string some practices together, but the chemistry we have allows us to pick it up pretty quick because we're all kind of doing our own thing anyway on the side like i like to play so i'm down i mean we're in our my basement right now right and this is where i work on my guitar work and i love doing it just you know as a passion on my own uh so that energy gets brought to the table and the chemistry that we have as a group allows us to pick it up pretty quick so i think that's part of the the thing that helps make it work and yeah. then the, each each band member's individual passion for what they're doing on their own, and then when we get when then when we do get together, it it gels pretty quick. If it's been a while, you know. Yeah, I'm also a big believer in like um, you know like when you um, when you see a good film, you know. I mean, the best right. films I've my favorite films are the ones where the character development is just just so good, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to I always think that's a really good sort of formula for a band as well it's like you're, you're coming together and you're making something together and but like every person has its own has his or her own way of playing and to let that happen and then to just kind of come together I mean I think it's really important I don't know if that's making any sense but like I think it's I think it's really important for each band member to have their own character come through the music totally yeah um, and that's really hard to do like um, it's really hard to kind of let go and, and it's, I don't know, sometimes it's really hard to be yourself, you know, yeah. cause it's, it's, it's very, uh, you know how, you know how it is, you know, you know, you know, there are days when you don't really feel that great about yourself, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and so, you know, those are the things that people don't see. Those are the only things you have to live with, you know, yourself and, and, but to, to let go and, and, and be, and let your creative self be be you know itself this is a really hard thing to to just to let happen there's a vulnerability right and it's exactly and, the word that i was trying to find well <laughs> I no, have, I have a hard you, time finding words sometimes you said it perfectly in in th there's a vulnerability and then there's a feeling and you know early on i would ask my bandmates like you come off and be like oh great show wasn't that great you know and then you'd get like ah no nah, i played like shit or ah, it was okay you know and, and you, you start to realize that it's very rare that everyone feels completely great 
at a show, right? Everybody has these different varying experiences. And so, you know, you kind of move away from that. Hey, great show to just, that was fun. Good, good, good playing, you know, because, because nobody, I, 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 no one feels the same way every time. It's so strange. And, and then, so when you all do like kind of transcend or float above the stage and have this amazing, uh, amazing show, I feel like those are rare. Um, and you usually have like really good shows, but nobody ever feels the same way. I'm not sure if now if I'm making sense, Scott, but no, that but, makes total sense to me. Um, um, it's, um, and it, and it, it differs, you know, subjectively throughout the room. I mean, it's not just, obviously you're not just talking about the band members themselves, but you're talking about like everyone that's there. Yeah. There's a whole you know? energy right. through the whole room. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes man, all the, all the planets align and, and it's just, it seems easy. Right. And then wow. most of the time it's, it's, you know, music's hard, man. It's, yeah. it, it, <laughs> it is, is. It, is. <laughs> it is, it is hard. So I, uh, we, we started off with such a great, uh, great, great conversation right from the get go. I didn't really give you, give you all a proper introduction. So I've got Don King and Scott Kimball from Terminus Victor with me on the speaking and songs podcast. I, I feel lucky because I lived in Champaign-Urbana from 98 to 2002. So I went to shows you guys were playing. And then later, my old band, Deconstructing Jim, played some shows with you all. And then, of course, hey. now Vaude Villains has played a fair amount of shows with you. So having observed you all for most of your time around, uh, I, I think you write great songs that really translate well to the live setting. So can you describe your songwriting process and What's changed about it, if anything, over the, the, the course of this 20 plus years and even 30 now with, with, with your previous project? That's a great question. Um, um, you know, it, the songwriting process has changed over, over the whole span of ever since me and Don started writing together. Um, it started like um, when we first started in Hush Tower. It was, it was a collective process. I mean, we we wrote the songs in rehearsal. We did, you know, we played them all together. We'd edit as we went along. Um, then over 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 the time period, especially when Terminus Victor started. So most of Hush Tower was pretty much, except for towards the end, I started taking over the songwriting process a little bit more. Okay. Um, because we didn't get together as much, and it is you know just whatever. It's not important. Right. Just. Uh, and then uh, when we transitioned over to of Victor, I kind of pretty much took over the. There were a couple songs on the first record that Don did write, um, but it kind of it was a slow process. I was taking over the the songwriting. Uh, I was taking over the reins of that. Um, mm -hmm. But Don was still a part of uh, a, a huge part of it too, because I was just kind of like teaching myself how to write songs. I mean, I I I, I had written songs in the past and but nothing I ever really was really necessarily proud of. Um, but it was, you know, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And um, so over the time period, especially when, especially when under surveillance came out during that period. So that would have been like, I wrote that 2003, 2005. I was pretty much writing everything. I was even writing Don's guitar parts. Um, mm -hmm. But I would, this is a very, one thing I want to make clear though. Um, when I say I write his parts, I mean like a skeletal version of it. Right. Uh, just to give him an idea like where I'm kind of looking yeah. for this song to sound like or if I have a vision of some sort, you know, so that he knows. So we're on the same page, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. 
and, and uh, but then I, I'm, I'm very, very adamant about, you know, him like putting his own style to the thing, to right. the idea that I put to it, you know? Yeah. And then on their side, there's, there's, and then there's sometimes, especially on one of the newer songs where I had an idea for his guitar part and he came up with something different and it was way better. So I was like, no, <laughs> that you're right. playing that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Fuck my part. Play that. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. So like over time and then, and then with, yeah. And then with prevention, it was the same thing. And, um, and then with the new, um, with the new stuff, it's, yeah, it's been, you know, I, it's pretty much been the same. I, I've been writing most everything, but like there's a couple songs, especially the new songs, especially this one song uh, called dead and alive. Um, Don's guitar part just totally makes the song. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it just, it, it, the song would be a, a dud without it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So like, that was nice. but as far as like, our, uh, as, as the aesthetic has, how, however it's changed, I don't know. I just think it's become a little bit more dramatic over the years, okay. you know, just a little bit more, just a little bit more, I guess, dark and depressing. And, and, uh, I don't know that that's kind of trite. It's kind of like, I, I could, there's probably better words to put it up, but like, it's just become a little bit more inward Yeah, and it just keeps, it's just kind of like, I just keep writing like that until I just collapse into myself, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like a star. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. I am yeah. now a black hole. That's hilarious. Yeah, you be- you have become a black hole. Um, <laughs> That's right. And, and feel feel free to use that as a as a future album title. But um, well, that's why. I mean, our logo is literally. Yeah, it it's, is. It's inspired right. from yeah. a black hole at this point. It's, really, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I love Scott hearing you um, d- describe that part of the of the partnership and collaboration between you and Don because it's it's a a very mature take on on a song on, on, on the songwriting process as well, right? Because if you don't if you don't ever have that conversation at the get go, and then down the line you're trying to uh, to 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 work out the parameters of that. Some, someone on the other end of that can feel, could feel slighted or yeah. um, like, yeah. like their contributions, not, not, not valued. So it's, it's great to hear that you guys have that. And, and I, I want to ask Don sort of, so how does that, how does that change your approach as you're, as you're bringing your, your vibe or thoughts to a, to, to a song sort of having that sure. path somewhat um, marked out for you? No, that's a great question. Cause uh, my, I guess my comment on the evolution of the writing process is, you know, Scott says he took over, but what really happened is he just got so prolific <laughs> that it, I couldn't even keep up. Like yeah. it was everything I could do to keep up with writing guitar parts for his the, the creations that he was leading on here. So, um, and I would say like early on, you know, I mean, being an honest human, uh, in the earlier days, you bring you bring a guitar idea to your band, and then you think it's really great, and you play it, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> right. it's a, you know, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't really do anything for me. And you got to be, you know, <laughs> internally, it's like you can feel pretty right. jolted by that. But I've I realized, like, well, they're right. You know, I mean, that's yeah, it's subjective. But at the same time, I I somehow learned I'd rather you know, be told that up front and then to make them feel good, you know, yeah. have them make me feel good about myself. Yeah. 
That's, and, that's just yeah. where we matured to, right? We matured to. We right. our goal has always been to write music that can stand on its own. Uh, we hope. I mean, we don't know if you know. I mean, that's a lofty goal, but uh, plus we don't want to waste people's I mean? time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To do something as as yeah. good as you can at, at yeah. that in, in that particular moment, because seriously, I, I don't like to dawdle in people's way. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like to waste people's time or, you know, yeah. but like getting to what was, Don was talking about is, is like, um, um, to expound upon that is, 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 is I feel really lucky that we can have that kind of relationship yeah. in a professional setting where it's like, yeah. um, if someone doesn't like something, you just go, no, I, I don't really hear that. Um, and you know, of course that sounds kind of, re- we're really nice about it, but like, no, I know. Yeah. But like, um, you just know what's kind of going to work and what's not going to work. And, uh-huh. and, and there's times done like where you, you had an idea one time uh-huh. and it turned into the chorus of, of a, from nothing, that song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you realize that from nothing. Yeah. We were just yeah. jamming on that idea and you were yeah. thinking of it as like the primary Iona idea. Yeah, and yeah. and I, t- I just flipped that into a chorus because yeah. I came up with nice. a vocal. I was like, yeah, it sounds like a chorus. So then I just, I don't yeah. even know if you realized that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I'm sure. So I'm always listening, man. That's you know? cool. Yeah. That is neat. Yeah, and, and you're right. That 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 relationship you two have is huge because, yeah. speaking from experience, it it cannot it it doesn't it may not always go well. And I'm talking about myself in that regard, mm-hmm. being sort of you know early days, thin skinned about feedback, and mm-hmm. um, it takes time to mature and to realize yeah. that being in a band means that you're sharing an experience and at least in my opinion. And if you want total control, then you need to be solo or be upfront or something, you know, but, yep. but be open to having, having things evolve based on this very unique coming together of three or four or five, how many, however many people and, and you've committed to that and it's going to change, it's going to change your idea. It has to, otherwise what's the point, you know, yep. sit, sit in your room alone. I think a lot of what a lot of people forget, though, is like a part of the artistic process is, you know, it's um, you have to learn when to let it go. Yeah. I mean, and that's yeah. hard. I mean, um, you have to like you get to a point you go, OK, this is as far as I can take this. You got to be honest with yourself. Right. Not just try to fix every every little problem. That's why you're in a band with people, you know, right. different talents. You've got, you know, other people who think profoundly about music as well. And, you know, so you take it as far as you can and then you have to learn to let it go. And that's, man, I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's a hard one for me. You know, yeah. for sure. It's um, trust, right? You gotta, you gotta yeah. trust your so bandmates. It's, 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 like I said, I feel really lucky that, you know, uh, I'm in a situation where I had, I can, I can have, a, I have the kind of relationship that I have, you know, in a, in a professional band setting, you know, it's, we we're on the same page where we're, you know, we might disagree on things along the way, but in the end it all comes out, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the, all the way we all want it. And sometimes you have to compromise, man. That's the way it works. Yep. Yeah. There's so much grit to your tones and uh, darkness to your overall sound, but, but you also have great melodies. Like uh, one of my favorite songs is, is your nemesis. And there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's some, more classic or, or poppier sounds to some of your songs, which I think creates a really cool contrast. So who are some of your songwriting influences and 
how do you kind of meld them together to, to, to get your sound? Um, I would have to say really what's helped as far as vocals and the melodies and things like that. I don't know how I do that. <laughs> it just kind of comes out, but I think yeah. a lot of it I have to attribute to like all the music that I listened to over the years. Yeah. I mean, I started listening to music when I was three years old. I'm, my parents had Motown records. Uh, yeah. They also had like, you know, BGs and, you know, right. and bread and, and uh, Neil Diamond. And yeah, <laughs> they did have T-Rex, Electric Warrior. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> uh, or Kraftwerk Audubon. I listened to that all the yeah. time. Um, so I listened to music. I've been listening to music. You know, I didn't, man, I didn't realize how much I love music until I started playing right around when I was 17 or so. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so, I mean, and I've listened to, man, I've listened to so much music. It's kind of, it's kind of nuts to think about, but like, mm -hmm. so I think all of that kind of like sets things up for me to just kind of like, it's almost like I'm filtering all the things that I've listened to all these years kind right. of filters through. I really don't have an answer, like a concrete answer. That's as close as I can get. But like, um, I just kind of try to let things happen and edit myself along the way. And believe me, man, there's some things I've come up with that I still laugh about. Like, I can't believe I, that's so dumb. <laughs> but no, you know, so self-editing is really important. Knowing like, you know, you know, putting, you know, it's like putting on a shirt, you know, it's like, oh man, this doesn't really work with what I'm wearing. Or well, I guess for me, I wear the same thing all the time. So, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, but your answer makes a lot of sense to me. In that, I guess what I would say is, you all write just good songs, and then there's the overlays of the of the tones or or the colors of the of the way you want it to sound. But at the essence, at the core, is just good songs, and that I think would mm -hmm. speak to having listened to a lot, a lot of music and sort of having this almost like database of, of information in your mind that informs the way you write a song. Yeah. Don's sound too. He, he's really developed his sound over the last, I'd say three years, maybe longer than that. And that's really, really, uh, that has really been a huge aesthetic change for us. Uh, I think, I've pretty much been writing, playing the same way I've always played. I've, you know, I've kind of tried to clean up my sound a little bit here and there when it's appropriate. Um, but really I have to, you know, hats off to Don, you know, for the sounds that he's developed over the, you know, what the, the sounds that he's painting over what's happening. It's, 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 it's really fun to watch him come up with this stuff. And also too, it's really fun to watch him play because he, he always reminds me of like when he's playing, like he, he looks like a, if you don't mind me saying this? No, absolutely. Um, he looks like a kid opening up Christmas gifts on Christmas morning, man. He's like, he's like up there like, I'm, I can't believe I'm playing guitar. Look at this. Exactly. Look what I'm doing here. That's, that's so exactly true. how I feel. It's so true. That's exactly how I feel. I love it. It's like if you had a jack in the box, but it just constantly kept coming out of the box. No matter what you did, you know? yeah. yeah, man. That's awesome. But yeah, that's one of the best parts about things. seeing you guys. You know, there is this, um, there's this. And I'm the curmudgeon over in the corner. Over there. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's a good contrast, right? And so the, the stage show is very engaging. And then the, the, the songs are really great, too. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad you brought up Don's sound, Scott, because I wanted to ask you both about sort of your gear and your, 
in your tones and, and Don, you really do fill out the sound well for, for, for one guitar. So what are you doing with your setup now or pedals or, 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 you know, what, what helps you get that rich tone that, that, that really fills the sound out? Yeah. I, like Scott said, I think it was three years, pretty solid. I mean, I've always, I don't know, before that I was, you know, trying to get good sound, but somewhere about three years ago, I just was like, dude, I want, I don't have the tone I want yet quite. And I just said, I'm going to dive in and I dove in hard and yeah, I went through the entire <laughs> chain. Okay. From, you know, the guitar, the cable, the pedals, wow. right. uh, the uh, amps and uh, the speakers, you know, speaker cables, whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are good enough, but so I went through the whole chain, uh, step by step and did a lot of research and listening, uh, YouTube videos and going to stores and trying stuff. And I've, I've found all the pieces that, uh, at this point, I'm just really happy with what I have yeah. tonally and, uh, yeah, it required me to kind of shift my, uh, pre my assumptions, I guess I had about what was a cool guitar or a cool sound yeah. before that, and really kind of let that go and and be open to what what's out there, you know, and and try to figure it out. And so, yeah, I I, I guess thanks for the compliment because I did work really hard to to build that, and yeah, I am happy with it. So. Scott, what about you? You've got that modified bass that it just growls. What what, what goes into to that sound? <laughs> um, well, for the longest time, man, I I just used the pregain, you know, the preamp on my amp. You know, I just uh, I have a basement. It's like seventy eight. Um, yeah, and uh, I I would use the preamp on that. Just jack the hell out of it, you know, and, <laughs> and just try to like find my mask. The problem with that was was that, um, you know, it, it had to be pretty loud to get it to where, to get it to where I wanted to sound. If you, right. if I had to turn, if, if yeah. someone would want me to turn down, I yep. would lose it, you yeah. know? So it was really hard. It was really hard to find that pocket, but then I started using, I just, I dove into, um, uh, Don inspired me to kind of like switch things up for me myself. You know, I, I, I started buying pedals and bought this awesome compressor okay um and i can't don knows what it is but like yeah. um this thing like i think i recommended that one to you swedish i can't remember the name yeah of it. it's yeah. a good it's yeah. a real good bass mm -hmm. uh, uh compression pedal so then i added i ha i have like a just a, a like a, a driver a boss driver uh pedal mm -hmm. with that and then i bought this this oh man i love this pedal it's a tc electronic uh, dark matter Okay. Um, and I really love this pedal because there's an EQ on the pedal. Like, nice. Because every yeah. time with, you know, with a lot of bass pedals, you know, you go to, you know, right. you go to turn on the effect and you lose all your bass. <laughs> yep. That's right. And, yeah. And so this one actually, I, I'm able to like fool around with that. So like, I have like three different, I, I've given myself options now, you know, where now I can play clean. Now I can just have a little bit of a drive or I can go all the way with this distortion pedal. Mm -hmm. So I, I love the options that I'm giving myself. 
Whereas before I was just kind of, you know, it's just kind of choking my sound, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. So Don was a huge inspiration for me, you know, uh, that, that was really inspiring for me to kind of like, well, man, if he's going to, now I got to keep up with him, you know, like right, he was right, talking right. about earlier, you know, right, like, yeah. you know, he's keeping up with, you know, my writing process, which I don't really write that fast, but like, um, but at the same time, I'm trying to keep up with him in a totally different way. I'm so, picturing Don in his basement and, 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 and on the wall is one of those like classic, crime scene setups where there's, you know, string and photos, and, you know, there's all these different, uh, pedals and you know, chords and, you know, just going through bit by bit and, and then finally solving the crime and coming up with the perfect sound. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what, that's a good illustration for sure. <laughs> so, I, I have to I have to ask you and, and just talk about the the opening of the song "Rookie Maneuver" from from uh, from the Under Surveillance album because that cracks me up every time. It's such <laughs> yeah. a it's yeah. such a musiciany inside joke. Oh, when I'm talking, you're, yes, you're talking yeah. to, I laugh every time. You say, "Can can you start over again?" And I'm, yeah. I'm pretty, was that you, Scott? That, yeah. And and why did you decide to keep it on the recording? I just think I, it's awesome. It I just, just thought it sounded good. Yeah, it, it's um, perfect. It cracks I me. Really, up. I was trying to get him. Like, I wasn't mentally ready. I was like, "Hey, could you start over again?" Yeah. You, you know, and I just kept. And I, he was. I I don't think he heard me or something. Yeah. So I just started singing, and then I was. He was like, "We listened back," and he goes, "Wait, do you want to keep that in there?" Like, well, let's <laughs> listen to it again, man. He's like, "All right." I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." It sounds great. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I love it. And it just, it makes me think every time of being in the, in the vocal booth or, or, you know, get, getting ready to, you know, cut a guitar overdub and you're just, you think you're ready and then you're totally not. Right. And yeah, man, it's yeah. man. I tell you, you, you know, you, you know, Jeff, you know, when you, when you go into the studio, you start playing mind games with yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's a totally different, you know, that's a thing. And everyone, you know, every musician out there knows like a live setting and a recording setting are two totally different animals yep. all together. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, you have to, you have to, it, it, you have to adjust, you have to adjust because sometimes like, you know, there's a certain part, you know, when you're recording, you, you know, it's there because you, you've written it, but like, sometimes you don't really hear it that well. You know, yeah. it's hard to really yeah. step outside of yourself and listen to it objectively. Yeah. Um, Cause you, you know, what's, you know, you know what's, you know, you know all the ingredients that's gone into it. You know, so you you can hear them in your mind, but maybe you can't really. Maybe that's it's not right. really popping out like the way you think it is. You know, so it's really it's all, always important to have as many people that you feel comfortable being around in that kind of process. To you. It's good yeah. to have a lot of ears. You know, and it can happen both ways too, right? Where when you when you finally do that first proper demo of a song and you you hear something that that's not there but could be there. Or you realize, oh shit, I've been playing that wrong the whole time. Like, yeah. to, you know, that's not the right chord. <laughs> so, oh man, oh yeah, oh of course, <laughs> I can. I, I've done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Terry's just a killer on drums. When when oh, when you man. made that change to him, besides the obvious difference of having a human being behind you on the kit, what other changes did 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 he bring to your sound and the live shows? He was the final ingredient that really, that really put it all together. Um, 
Yeah. Man, yeah, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, I, I, I just feel – maybe I should let Don start. I, 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 all I have to say is I have nothing but respect for this guy and feel extremely lucky to be playing with someone who's so talented. Yeah, mm. Terry is awesome. I mean, obviously we started with Drum Machine, right? And that mm -hmm. was uh, – I don't know. The idea kind of was born and uh, – It ran its course. Yeah, we, and we, we ran it, you know, we ran the course with that. And yeah. after two records, we were ready for a drummer. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know who, and it just kind of worked out. Like, you know, we, we I kind of knew Terry from living in a neighborhood, and uh, it, it was kind of like the time to get a drummer, we thought. So we started looking, and, and all of a sudden, Terry's he was in another band, and that band was dissipating, and it just kind of worked out. You know, we had a practice or two together. and was like, this is perfect. Everybody, it, it was just, I don't know. It just fell right into place. And we just felt Yeah, you so wouldn't lucky. have believed it, Jeff. Like the first time that he came, he, you know. he we rehearsed. There, yeah. We didn't have to like, oh, there's this part. No, he knew all the songs. It yeah. was just like, bam. It was like, it's like we'd been playing for like a year already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, holy shit, this sounds great. That's yeah. exactly what you want, right? <laughs> Now, so, you know, was, it, it sounds like you guys were ready. So, but was there a part two where you, you know, you'd been playing with the drum machine for, for so long that I, I don't want to say it's like Dylan going from acoustic to electric, but was, what, was that part of your vibe? And, you know, was there some concern that as you moved, moved away, uh, moved away from that into an actual drummer that, you were going to lose some element of, of yeah, this Terminus is a, Victor? This is a great question. Oh, this is a great question. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, it was weird. We were so used to – why am I always starting? You should start this. No, <laughs> no, I think – It was hard. Remember like when well, we started playing drums? It was like weird because – Oh Well, it was – I remember well, – let's see. Wait a minute. Let me think about this. So I did a lot of the programming for under surveillance. I know with the first one you did all of it. Yeah. But like yeah. we would even do like subtle like tempo changes. Like because yeah. sometimes the choruses, you know, you know like yeah. Stuart Copeland always Stuart right. Copeland always kind of rushes the chorus yeah. just yep. a little bit. Yeah. Um that's what we would do with the drum machine. So it wasn't that big of a transition. I think if it were if we were doing straight like big black you know, and then going to the from that to a drummer, it would have been a little bit more awkward, but it was still a little weird. But yeah, because we, we how long did we do that? Was it six years? Uh, we did the drum machine. Yes, yeah, ninety nine to two thousand six, through two thousand five. Yeah, about Terry six joined years. us in two thousand six. Yeah, five yeah. and a half, six years. Yeah, so. that's a long time. Yeah, that becomes part of your like ethos, your your your, your being as a band. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a, a little strange thing to do at the time, right? I, I mean, uh, Big Black obviously had done it, but. Uh, we were kind of doing it in our own way. And, yeah. and like Scott said, we, we still wanted to have an element of real drummer mm -hmm. in the machine. So yeah. we painstakingly, like he oh, said, God, that must have been we brutal. painstakingly it was kind of fun, actually. built in. <laughs> yeah. Was, the learning curve was a little weird, but like. Can I say laborious again? Yeah. There you go. Right. Back, in the, back in the, the crime lab, putting yeah. it together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, yeah, like we painstakingly built in some of those subtle things that can be really important rhythmically, right, to a song that you get from a human being. 
Whereas if you let the machine have it totally quantized, it's, it's gonna, it's, it just won't quite work, you know? Yeah. So well, it just didn't really work with the kind of music that we were writing either. Like, yeah. um, seriously, I mean, I know that like, especially when, you know, during that time period when people like compare us to like industrial bands and I, I, I was just like, man, I right. don't even really, I like a couple of bands, but man, I'm totally, we're totally not trying to do no, that. No. Yeah. It's just like, here's our music and there's a drum machine to it. And we're trying to make it as human as possible. And also too, at the very beginning, I remember us trying to put so much shit in there Yeah, because we wanted to be very clear that we're not looking for a drummer. This is the sound. This is the aesthetic. Right. You know? right. Um, however, like Terry can play <laughs> drums to a lot of those songs. Yeah. Um, yep. um, but uh, yeah, we were. Where was I going with that? Well, I was going to ask you: Did you take any shit from anybody who oh, who right. was like, "You guys are no, this isn't you guys anymore." You know, you were no, the two of but, you in a drum machine. No, actually, the opposite happened. I think it was people that loved what we were doing loved uh, it even more. Were kind of like after they saw Terry play with us, would be super excited and come up and say, "Man, that was awesome!" Yeah. And I'm, it's so cool you have a drummer now. And then they would immediately turn around and say, not to say I didn't like the drum machine, <laughs> you know, I, I did love it, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of like, and I, I, I don't know if it's in this bio I wrote, but there, there's another bio where it kind of said we went from people loving it at a hundred percent level, maybe to jumping it up to whatever, yeah. 150% or yeah. something crazy, you know, whatever. But <laughs> And then there's always that one. I, but, I know I read somewhere it was like someone said, uh, I like the drum machine better. Oh, God. I read that <laughs> somewhere. Somebody write that? Yeah, oh, somewhere. Yeah. I don't that, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's, I mean that's cool. I mean, well, I, yeah. I don't have problems with that. Yeah, I mean, Terry I probably has a that problem with that. was an important that, part but... of our life then, you know? Every, yeah. every single – I really don't – personally, I don't look back and go, oh, yeah, and with anything. I think everything is part of the process of getting where you want to go, you know? Right. So, yeah. you know, looking so. back, you know, it, it's if, – if you can look back and, and go, well – and, and think to yourself, wow, we've really come a long way. Like we're writing better songs. And that, that, that means you're doing something right. I guess, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. Wow, well, doing great, man. <laughs> I love it. So but you guys also reason- just oh, saw ahead, another no, thing to say about the drummer situation. Uh, you know, we were doing the performances and often after we played somewhere, We'd have some dude come up to us and be like, "Hey, uh, you guys, you guys, I loved the show. It was great. The music was awesome." Right. He's like, "But are you guys are you looking for a drummer? Yeah, I play drums, man. But I'm really interested. That happened to us. Man, I'm sure. I, can, I don't know how we many compiled a list, a mental list. A, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was a there lot. Was a man. lot. It happened a lot. A lot so of offers. That, to me, that shows that the music was could be either right. You could, yeah. you could put a drummer in there." Uh, not that every, you know, you're never going to have everybody agree on that 100%. Well, like it's just said. fun that people are excited about it. Just, yeah. you know, man, you know, it's 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 really fun when you put a lot of, you know, all, all musicians, they, they put so much into what they're doing and they work so hard. And mm-hmm. just to have one person just, just say, man, I really dug that. Yeah. Man, that means everything to me. Yeah, subjectively, I, I yeah. know it means the same. I know I'm speaking yeah. for Don too. So, yeah. um, man, that stuff is—I don't know, 
that that's what makes makes it it makes me want to write more when stuff like that happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, love it or hate it, you want something. The only thing worse than somebody hating your music is being completely indifferent to it, right? That is <laughs> correct. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That that is yeah. the worst. Yeah, I would have to say. <laughs> yeah. So you guys recently played Cobra Fest, and I, I haven't been able to go to one yet, but I, I'm telling you, one of my favorite things about Cobra Fest, having not attended it, is when Matt Talbot does the FAQs before the, uh, before, yeah. I don't know if you've seen these, but yeah, yeah. my favorite one is always, so what about my diarrhea? And then he goes in to describe <laughs> the different uh, bathroom options for, the, for yeah. you know, and his recommendations on what to eat and, and, and what not to eat before the show. <laughs> It just yeah. cracks me up. So, uh, you know, you guys have obviously uh, played Cobra Fest and played the Cobra. And, and you know, to talk about your relationship to Matt Talbot and playing those shows and, and how that's um, in, influenced you all in, in, in Terminus Victor. Oh, Matt's such a – he's such a cool, honest person. Uh, he's as genuine as they come. Yeah. He's very intelligent too, I think. Uh, when you it comes, think? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, he is man. intelligent, witty, you know, and he's got his own, even probably internal dark side that he wrestles with, you know, too. And he's such a genuine person and I respect him a ton. And, uh, we've been, uh, we're glad. I mean, we re- we've recorded with him, uh, and it's cool that he invites us to play his club. And, yeah. uh, I think he, you know, I think I've heard he really likes our music, so, <laughs> Um, you know, uh, that's a, that's fine. That, that's cool. And we're planning to record with him actually, uh, for our next record. Awesome. Um, but yeah. And, and his music too, like the, the things he's done, like right. I remember, I remember the, the day that Scott pulled out Electra 2000 mm-hmm. and pulled me over to, you know, his apartment and said, come here, I want you to hear this record. Yeah. Wait. And he's like, what do you think of that? And I was like, holy shit that yeah. was awesome you know and uh well they're just playing down the street let's yeah this yeah. is crazy, you know? it's <laughs> like this is a band from here because I, I, I didn't know yet that it was seriously local. i was walking distance from the blind pig yeah um so yeah. i just walked down there yeah. Well, and, and hum has i mean and right rightfully so cast such a big shadow um over the champagne music scene and i mean that in a good way um yeah. but do you ever feel um I want to say this that like there's a because you guys are in in a lot of ways the same way whether whether you want to uh, accept that or not legends as well in that scene and so you know there's um, there's this part of of you're 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 part of something you you've built something you know and sort of I I think of hum in that way as well that I, I wonder sometimes as a band coming out of that scene if you feel um, feel expectations or, or feel that you want to continue to contribute to what's been built by those that, that came before you. Absolutely. I, I think we feel fortunate to live in a town that uh, is pretty prolific uh, with music and other forms of art too. But music is, I think, particularly part of this town's history. And I, I, it's, it's actually pretty cool. I, Got to talk to a guy, another musician from town, who I forget his name, but he's kind of a historian type, and he actually studied back all the the music history of this town. And it goes way back, like I don't know, back in I don't know what the year would be, but like way back, uh, 
there were musicians and artists living and working out of Champaign-Urbana yeah. because it was close to Chicago, Indianapolis, St. Louis. It was kind of a good place to work out of. Yeah, yeah. And for whatever reason, there's kind of always been that that element of artistry here, which is kind of interesting to me. I, it kind of blows my mind. Um, so to be so to be a part of that, I don't know. It's our home, but it's also you know cool to have that as a part of where we're from and live and work and breathe and do things. Um, so yeah, we're proud to uh, contribute our best effort to it. And, you know, if you call us legends, I don't know. <laughs> you we know, have to we don't, accept it. I, we, I, I, I guess we just have to it accept so it. Today. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's nice. You know, I mean, we've been around so long that, yeah, we're here. <laughs> I, I hope, you know, if we I, haven't overstayed our welcome. Right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. Right. I know there's, I know there's some out there. When is that band going to end? End it. That's right. (laughs) Enough already. Speaking of another legend. As far as expectations, though, I I don't know. I don't really even think about that. Yeah. Okay. You might make me start thinking about that now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously, it's, I, you know, you just, sometimes you, I don't know, the creative process, you, you just have no choice. It has to happen. And so you just do the best with it that you can and you hope that people enjoy it. And right. yeah, you just, as okay. long as you just, just, just be yourself and do, do the best work you can and just, right. just see where the, see but, where everything falls. But I will say being part of this area scene or whatever you want to call it, uh, has definitely been, been inspirational. Oh, it's definitely been an influence on us. Yeah. Definitely. Like you were saying, you call it cast a shadow or whatever. I would say, you know, Hum and many, many other bands right. in this area have been a huge influence. I mean, there's been so many awesome bands like and there still are Love Cub, <laughs> Hard Bark. Yep. Uh, keep spitting out names here. That first, Overload, Concho Overload, Hot Glue Gun, Hot Glue Gun. Yep. Yeah. Um, awesome. Ward. Yep. Sixteen Tons. Yep. Yep. Um, Shipwreck. Now I'm jumping oh, man, around. Awesome. Um, Sheesh. It's crazy um, when you think about it, Steak right? Daddy Steak Daddy Six, Six yeah. 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 Um, Braid, um, yeah. Caster, Sarge. Something in the water. It's got to be. <laughs> Man, we were really looking forward to that 2020 thing. Well, at least I was. See Honcho again. Oh, I know. That uh, was going to be awesome. I hope that happened sometime. Yeah, Man, you want to talk about the loudest band I, I, I've ever heard. That's probably the one. Yeah. Honcho. I mean, not uh, that that makes it good, and, but I mean, like, yeah. that's their aesthetic, and right. their songs are really good within that aesthetic. Menthol. And it's just menthol. 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 Right. Yeah. That's right. right. Yep. I menthol. keep throwing names out here. Sorry. Uh, love. Yeah. You already said Love Cup. That's a huge one. That, oh, man. Love Cup. Woo. So I. I feel like talking to talking to both of you. If I didn't bring up Soundman Bob, I'd be remiss. <laughs> you know, talking about another legend. Who you know, yeah. anytime we come to town, if if we can get him running the dials for us, we know we're going to sound good. And I yes. and I think you all feel the same way. Talk t- talk about that. You know, talk talk about Bob. Member. And, Bob yeah. is yeah. It's Bob is member. actually a fourth member. Of, yeah, we told him that. Did he accept we it? We said, you kind of, <laughs> you're sneaky, man. You kind of worked your way into be a fourth member of our band. He starts laughing, you know, gets <laughs> kick out of it. But he is a great guy. He's a great friend. And dude, that guy, 
when he first started, like we all do, we all start somewhere and we kind of suck. And I'm talking way back, not that he sucked, but you know, when you first start doing something, right. I was like, yeah, okay, it's cool. But man, it didn't take him very long. Not at he all. got really good. I mean, he took, he has a mind for it. Yeah, he does. And he, he took, uh, like we used to play at Mike and Molly's upstairs. Did you, I don't know if you guys ever played up there. Yep. Yeah. I called it the upstairs basement. The right. Because, <laughs> yes. because, never thought about that. And it sounded terrible up there when we first started playing there. Right. It was long, weird room. And yep. stairs. Oh, yeah, the stairs all your, your shit, especially, yeah. you know, Scott's 212 at the time. Yep. Oh. I guess. We you got know, we, only we got good in Cedar yeah. Rapids had worse stairs um, than, than than Mike and Molly's. Uh, Did you ever play Gabe's in Iowa City? Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, They're back stairs, man. Too. I was, can't even believe someone okay, killed right. on those. This that is like treachery. bad stairs. Talk about all the places with bad load ins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be a whole podcast, <laughs> right? Man. Jesus yeah. Christ! Oh my! But Bob, Bob actually got that upstairs basement room sounding awesome up yes. there. He figured it out. He yeah. got his PA dialed in. I mean, he talked to me. He and I are kind of tech heads, you know. And we like to talk shop about that stuff. And you wouldn't believe the things he's done to to improve and you know modify his cabinets and make it sound better. And well, that role all is, kinds of stuff. The, the role of the sound person is is such a. I mean, I, I feel like I'm saying the obvious here, but that's only because I'm talking to you guys, right? I think to the average person who goes and sees shows, they don't understand what a what a difference somebody who knows what they're doing behind the dials actually makes to the, to the live show. And if you mm -hmm. have someone who is not good at it or just not there yet, it can make all the difference in the world in, in terms of, of how, how that show sounds and the vibe and the feel and everything. And so I just think it's a criminally underappreciated role and, and Bob is one yeah. of the best. And anytime yeah. we come into town and I, I know Bob's there, I'm like, well, I don't have to worry about anything now, you know? Yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah. It, I feel exactly the same way <laughs> every time. I think it's great. Is he um, going to be doing sound at night shop? Yeah, he's well. We'll see. He's he's planning to. I, Chris is open to it. I, okay. you know, there's some details to finalize there. But okay. yeah, he's he's coming. Right on. Man. Excellent. Yeah, see, great. now I feel better already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. See, it works. So speaking yeah, of those, awesome. we're we're yeah, going to be doing. A, he's a real deal for sure. He's the man. So we're going to be doing some shows in just a few days. Are you guys excited? How are you feeling about this kind of post-COVID-19 music landscape? Or I guess it's not even post now because of the Delta variant. It's still yeah, the, we're not it's the evolving COVID-19 music, music landscape. <laughs> right. Right. No, exci yeah, excited to get out. I mean, you know, initially, like, it's a little trepidatious because – is it going to work? Are we going to actually be able to start playing and then get shut down again? Right. Or, yep. And we're kind of, even, you know, maybe we're there now, but I don't know. It, it looks to me like things will keep moving forward, even though there's a lot of crap around this whole thing going on. But yeah, I mean, just excited to play and get back on the horse, man, you know, and get uh, the live chops back where they were. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. we were, before the pandemic hit, we were, our momentum was fantastic. I mean, we yeah. were doing shows and having just, you know, chops were really good and it felt good. And uh, getting back into it is, you know, it, I think it's, it takes some time to get back to where, you know, 
you're you're used to playing live and you're on a roll again so yeah. so we're excited I, i'm excited about it um, always love to play anywhere we can yeah i'm um, yeah I'm, I'm the same i'm really i'm really i'm really excited about it too i i tend to get a little nervous before shows to yeah uh yeah it's a healthy nervous but right yeah. um yeah, but that's just the way I am. I, yeah, that's, I just, that's uh, good. It just that means that that means that I, I care. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And it's fun to stack shows together in a row too, because you really like you were talking about chops, Don. You really start to feel this um, this gelling when you when you play multiple days in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can mm-hmm. kind of build on what happened the night before, and maybe make these little minor adjustments that after having you know, several uh, playing experiences in a row, it starts to, it starts to make sense and becomes even easier. Mm-hmm. Plus I like a lot of shows in a row because, which doesn't happen too often for us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is, uh, because uh, I tend to get post-show blues, you know, you have, you do That's one right. show and then <laughs> yes. the next day you just feel like shit and you're just like, right. You know, oh wait, did I say that? Wait, did I do that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but if you do multiple shows in a row, it's just like, well, Hey man, there's no time to think about that. We got, right. we got a show to do. You know, that's right. Clean <laughs> so it up it's today. Very liberating. Yeah. It's Absolutely, kind of liberating mentally for me. Well, I can't wait to play with you guys. It's going to be awesome, and uh, just just looking forward to doing it. And appreciate uh, the, you know everything about your band, and you know the opportunity to play with you all. And thanks for talking to me for the for the podcast. So I always like to end it by um, by letting the guests ask me a question. So now it's your turn. You ask me anything you want. And then I, I, I have to answer at least I, that that's been my MO thus far. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. Shoot. We should have known about this ahead of time, man. Yeah. That's I usually really need time to think about this. Holy crap. Well, you're going to have to edit out the dead space here. Oh, that's all right. That's, that's all part of it. You know, <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, how long have you been playing, Jeff? I I know you've been around. Were you, you said you started back in '98, or was it before that? Yeah, it was. I, I had a, a a couple of like little bands in the in the mid '90s. Um, you know, as I you and Scott both talked about, you know, cutting your teeth in in in. You know, uh, I always think to myself, I had to do a lot of bad music to get to where I thought I was actually pretty okay. You know, oh, yeah, and then the, and then the quest continues, right, to be good. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was like late, uh, mid to late '90s that I was I was you know messing around with those first couple of bands, and then um, really started to play more and 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 get more serious. You know what 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 got me really serious about it was in 2002. I moved, um, I was moving from Champaign to move to, uh, Bloomington normal to where my, uh, wife was going to school at the time, uh, yeah. g- girlfriend at the time, wife now. Um, and I was writing a lot, uh, uh, writing about music for different zines and, and magazines and such. And there was this band from Minneapolis called Houston. And, uh, I started kind of getting to know them a little bit. And so I went on a three week tour with them, uh, to the, from the Midwest to the East coast, back to the South and, and up to the West and then, and then home. And I just wrote a blog about it for this, uh, for this easing. And I came back from that and it was like going to like a band camp or something, you know, like, a, and, awesome. and, you know, I, I got to watch these 
three guys who I, I who loved their music and just watched them as professionals do what they did. And I came back and, you know, the guy I was working with at the time, I was like, okay, we need to do this. We, we need yeah. to go on the road. We need to get serious about this. We need to figure this shit out. And, and so that's like the, the, the early two thousands is where really got, uh, got super into it. And then, you know, just a lot of, a lot of road warrior kind of stuff, a lot of long weekends and 10 day tours while trying to hold down full-time jobs and stuff. But that, that, yeah. that experience, I'll, I'll always look back at that as like, that changed my life. You know, that, awesome. you know, it, it made me want to do that. And it showed me, I learned how to do it. You know, it doesn't mean I was good at it necessarily, but I learned, right. you know, all the little ins and outs about, you know, quick, you know, get, get your shit off the stage when you're done and, and, you know, and be right. professional, get your ass back to the merch table and, you know, just, uh, just all of those things. Be nice to the sound person, be nice to the, to the staff, you know, I mean, stuff that should really be obvious, but it's, it's always good to see that in, in practice and, and then, and then try to do it yourself. Yep. That's cool. So who, who was that? Okay. So you, you got into music, you started touring. Who was that? Who was that artist? You have to be totally honest. Okay. Who who was the artist or band that opened up Pandora's box for you? <laughs> who was that one word that was like, I want to do that? That's okay. what I want to. Who who was that? Uh, boy, that's so. You can narrow it down to one. If you if you have several, that's fine. But like, I, I mean, from a practical standpoint, it was it was the band I was just talking about. Houston. Okay. You know that experience. But but I mean that from a practical standpoint. Like, like I understood the tools of how you could actually do that. You know, it it didn't. Like I think until you have that experience with somebody else, it all seems kind of like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get a show? You know, and then then what am I supposed to do when I get there? You know, mm-hmm. um, and some of that you just figure out, right? But watching that every night for three weeks. I felt like gave me the practical tools. Who made me want to do this? Oh, geez. I mean, hell, I love Van Halen. And so watching those guys do what they did, I was like, oh, that would be so much fun. You know, I'd get like a tennis racket and, you know, sing along to their videos and pretend like I was playing guitar. So um, Eddie Van Halen made it look so easy. He did. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait. Can and that looked play that? <laughs> and that looked fun as hell too. Those guys were having fun, right? So, um, and he looked. I saw him at Farm Aid. Okay, I, I'd push my ass up to the front by the time they played, which was an all-day deal getting up to the front oh through that crowd. God. But I was like feet from that stage, and when they it was Van Hagar. That was I think that was their okay. first yeah. performance yeah, with him. Me, yeah. yeah, and I mean he was. I mean, I admire Ed Van Halen too. He obviously inspired me as a younger kid, and uh, the dude was smiling the whole time. I mean, yeah. he's smiling, jumping around, playing that guitar like it was, you know, super easy. Yeah, and, uh, right. Talk about making something incredibly complicated look yeah. super easy, and, and then another and then, kid that looked yeah. he, looked, he looked like another kid at Christmas. I think right. Totally. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, out of, out of yeah. all man, I've listened to yeah. so much music, and I can only think of two guitarists that smile on stage, and it's Eddie Van Halen and Don King. Oh, there it is, <laughs> and that's why, you- and it doesn't look creepy. It just. <laughs> You know, it seems natural to me. I don't and know. Don, that's why you get the legendary status, okay? You <laughs> well, and Eddie Van Halen, all right? Hey, if I can, you know, if I can even look like I have a shoestrings on or something, man, that's cool. <laughs> whatever. But 
Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for, for, for talking to me. I really appreciate it. It's fun and, and look, looking forward to these shows. Likewise, yeah. Jeff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so pumped that we can, because we were planning this before the pandemic hit, yep. right? Yep. And uh, once there was a line of sight, it was fun to reconnect. And yeah. we're really, we, we love playing with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Bob Billings rock, man. And we're looking forward to it. Uh, you guys know Sister a little better than we do. but I've yeah. been checking I've out their stuff. their stuff. I really like them. Yeah, it's, they're great. It's great. They're really cool. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Great tour. It's going to be a great, like, gee, man, it's like a... Just all three bands are just really top notch. Yeah, it's gonna be fun.
that you do most everything To propose a new law passed To tell us all what to think And you'll thank you